Hello, and welcome to SaaS Marketing Insights, the show where we ask SaaS founders, CEOs, marketers, and investors about the lessons they've learned in their quest to grow their companies. My name is Paul Stevenson, and I'm founder and CEO of SaaS marketing agency, 47 Insights. On today's show, I have an interview with Vassal Asaroff, founder of Growth Marketing Conference. Hope you enjoy it. Vassal Azarov from uh, Growth Marketing Conference. Welcome to SaaS Marketing Insights. Excited to be here. Thank you, Paul. So, um, been wanting to get you on the, the show for a while. Um, I was down in San Francisco at Growth Marketing Conference uh, last December, and we had a quick chat then. Uh, and it's taken a, a while for us to uh, finally... Uh, get our calendars aligned um but uh it's great to have you on um so uh how many years have you been running growth marketing conference now so the first growth marketing conference um was um the the growth marketing conference originally was founded in 2015 but prior to that we had a community of entrepreneurs and startups called startup socials which uh, we used to build a foundation for the conference. And that one uh, we started uh, with my partners back in 2013. Fantastic. So um, you're in, this will be, I guess, the fourth year of, of the conference. And in a couple of weeks from now, where we are right now, uh, you're actually running an event for the first time in Toronto, uh, which is my neighborhood, I guess. Um, I was interested to understand where the idea for, for, for running the event in Toronto came from. Yeah, so I traveled to Toronto for another conference, which is something that I love to do regularly. And um, it was um, B2B marketing enterprise conference. And one of the fascinating things that I realized, there are only maybe three to five marketing events in Toronto that are happening all the year round which is here in San Francisco, every single day we have one marketing event or startup event. So, um, and we were always looking for, uh, to expand our community and host an event on the East Coast. We did it in Toronto in the past. We did one event in Atlanta. So this year we decided we'll try Toronto, why not? And it looks like community is super excited. The conference is coming up in a couple of weeks and uh, we're really looking forward to it. Fantastic. Yeah. And um, obviously in December, you've got uh, the, the main show, um, Growth Marketing Conference in, in San Francisco again. I think that's December 10th and 11th. Uh, it yes. gets bigger every year. Uh, and it's really where uh, anybody uh, who uh, is into growth marketing uh, goes to, to learn and to network. Uh, that's certainly why, why I was there last year. Um, and I think you know, it's fair to say with it being in San Francisco that quite a lot of the people who attend are in SaaS, but there, there are people in e-commerce and B2C and all sorts of folks these days, aren't there? Yeah, absolutely. The whole idea behind the growth marketing, although um, we have a lot of companies focused on B2B and B2C, but the, the sort of idea is to 
democratize growth marketing and bring it to masses. So because everybody needs to grow, whether you're a startup, medium-sized business or enterprise, everybody can benefit from this uh, growth strategies and tactics that um, uh, so many companies, high growth startups are using here in Silicon Valley and benefiting from them. So uh, one of the things that we are particularly proud of as a team that 30% of our uh, attendance actually traveling all the way from uh, various countries, from Europe, from South America. And um, one of our goals internally is to grow the audience, the international audience, because we really want to open growth marketing to everyone. So to answer your question, yes, there's a lot of SaaS companies, there's a lot of e-commerce, but there are some agencies, there are some um, companies, large enterprise companies who are very curious about growth marketing. And um, uh, yeah, B2B, B2C across the board. Fantastic. Now, I know that, uh, you know, your expertise before you started Growth Marketing Conference, uh, you have a background in event marketing. And uh, and I I think you have uh, some views on, uh, or comments at least on, uh, you know, how event marketing can be used by SaaS startups or even established businesses uh, to to really grow their, um, their base. So, I mean, obviously, uh, you see a lot of uh, stuff in the valley there. Um, yeah. Uh, would you like to expound further on on what people should be doing or, or shouldn't be doing? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I believe that events is one of the newest channel, um, emerging channel uh, in the next couple of years that uh, lots of not just startups, but uh, more established companies, a lot of brands are already doing events. And um, I think according to one of our partners, uh, CMOs last year, on average, allocated 24% of their budget uh, investing in the events, whether participating, sponsoring the events, or producing their own. But I'm, uh, in my opinion, this trend will um, become even stronger. And what I'm seeing here, just by working with a lot of companies, organizing growth marketing conference, many of our partners are putting together their own events. And the reason why they're doing it, for, uh, first of all, to uh, retain the existing users or customers, um, when they invite them to event uh, and providing a great experience, there is a much higher chance that... Um, they will uh, remain the customers. So there is a customer success element of it and retention. Another way is uh, it's definitely to acquire new users and uh, overall build a brand awareness. So, uh, and back in the days, uh, Dreamforce uh, sort of figure out the best formula for it. And uh, now um, every single um, Series A startup trying to emulate that formula. However, there are uh, some very specific um, steps that um, I've seen when they've been taken, then uh, this formula is successful. And some of the uh, things that other companies are doing that uh, prevent them from uh, being successful by throwing events. So one of the things that I want to mention, if you like to invest in event marketing, you really need to invest in community building, and uh, you need to leverage your community for customer feedback. You need to treat your event as a product. 
I know that I'm a little bit all over the place here, but uh, feel free to clarify some with the follow-up questions. Yeah, so um, I guess my first thought about it is, you know, the events that I've been involved with is it's quite an expensive thing to do. It's, it's, it's a commitment, a real commitment. And uh, it's not something to be done lightly. Uh, you know, is there any best practice? Is there any way to do it more cost effectively? Or do you just have to, you know, pay the money and, and suck it? Yeah, one of the worst ways to approach it is thinking about, okay, let's just get a big keynote speaker and pay that speaker a lot of money and, you know, the event will be successful. The best way to approach it is to really have that core community and um, uh, that is interested in the subject matter of the event. And it cannot be your product or service. It can be something that is related to that, but uh, you cannot be selling uh, to your attendees at the event. This is sort of the core of it. So everything plays together into when it comes to overall experience from the venue, from the people that you bring and invite to the event, from the speakers that you recruit. So yeah, events is pretty expensive um, investment, but if you do it right, you don't have to have you know hundreds of thousands of dollars to invest in the event in the very beginning. You can put together a very relevant curated dinner or happy hour or panel, something to start with. And um, that's a good way to engage the community in the very beginning if you don't have a big budget. But later on, this is something that can grow into a larger conference. This is a next logical step for it. Yeah. So when you started with, say, Growth Marketing Conference, to go, go back to that, uh, the first year, how, how big was it? How many attendees did you have? Because you, you bootstrapped this from nothing, right? So, you, you know, you just, you just took a flyer on it. You uh, decided to gamble some money. <laughs> yeah. Well, so for me, it was uh, different because I also, uh, all my life, I've been passionate about events uh, and connecting people and marketing overall. And uh, I had some experience producing events in the past. So I think this is something that gave me confidence uh, to do it. And it wasn't a complete gamble because um, I had some experience with logistics. I had some connections with speakers and um, a basic understanding how to drive attendance and recruit sponsors. But uh, now our first event was about 300 people or so. It was actually called, um, actually 250, Startup Marketing Conference. So, and it was just me and a couple of volunteers working on it, which I definitely underestimated resources needed to produce an event. So it's basically us working 24-7. But um, right now, what I really recommend to anyone who wants to start the conference first is really um, start with community building. And organize a small meetup, uh, interview every single person who uh, joins your meetup, find out what exactly their main pain points are, what kind of content they want to hear about, uh, something that you can help them with. Think of it as from lean startup perspective when um, they tell you to go outside of the building and talk to your potential customers. But with event marketing, the way it works, you actually get the right people to your building. You get them come to you. So this is sort of another way of inbound marketing uh, as opposed to outbound. Um, 
when it, when it comes to doing the customer development. So they come to you because they're interested in your event. And then you can talk to them. You use that opportunity to build on whether it's your product or service or the next event. So that's how I, I look at event uh, marketing from ground up. Yeah, that's fantastic. So with, um, again, with Growth Marketing Conference, so do you finish, when you finished last December, did you then just start marketing the next year straight away? Uh, is, it a, is it a round the year uh, thing for you now in terms of, or, or do you have a window of marketing? How far should people start marketing? How far out should they start marketing an event? Uh, it, marketing never stops overall. And this <laughs> one of the biggest mistakes that uh, some of the beginning uh, beginners when it comes to event planning or marketing or organizing uh, have in common is that they feel that the event is over, the biggest event is over. So now we can take, you know, one month off and then uh, start working on the another one. So in reality, it's really never stops. Even before the, uh, the your big event, you have to be thinking about the next year. So it's not just one event that you're working towards and then you have to start from scratch. You have to think of it as a, as a sequence of events and you have to project how your event will grow year after year, how you will engage community in between, what kind of content you will be sending to your uh, previous attendees uh, so they can become your brand advocates and spread the word so more people would come next year. So it never stops to answer your questions. Yeah, I think you're quite famous for... Um being uh, the guy that sends practically every marketer in the world, but certainly that I know, an email at least once a week. Yeah. <laughs> so in fact, the way we approach, uh, so I was just reviewing with our marketing manager, our email policy. So our, uh, we have about over 100,000 subscribers on our email list globally. Wow. And um, uh, some of them more engaged than others because we also produced a lot of virtual events. Obviously, the one that uh, attended our events, those are the ones that our core um, uh, advocates, hopefully, and um, uh, promoters. So we send them different messages than the ones who attend webinars. But we try to send one email to every single person on the list every single week. But depending on the, their interest, we sort of uh, message them with slightly different messages. So that's quite... Uh quite a big email task that you've got and quite a sizable list there. Um, so, you know, there must be some interesting mechanics behind that in terms of, you know, uh, what uh, ESP you use and, uh, you know, how, you know, in theory, it's easy to send to one person as 100,000, but, uh, you know, do you, do you find it's um, th that there are issues with just managing you know, lists of that size? Yeah, uh, you absolutely need to have, there are two things that you need to have to be able to do that. One, um, a very dedicated and knowledgeable marketing, email marketing uh, person um, who understands marketing automation, segmentation, lead scoring very well. And the second, obviously, technology. So uh, currently we're using Autopilot, uh, but we're also using a couple of other tools. So Autopilot is very flexible when it comes to um, a customer journey. 
And I know that there are so many tools out there, so I don't want to recommend a very specific vendor because a lot of them are doing the same thing. But um, we also use um, Outreach and uh, Apollo for um, outbound campaigns. We use uh, Pipedrive for our sales team. And uh, we also try to um, integrate all of our marketing campaigns um, to make sure that um, all of the leads being scored and all of the data that is being collected that comes from all of the sources is integrated. So we review it with our marketing team to have a clear picture. And every single Monday we sit down and strategize uh, who should be getting which email. So yeah, it's, it's pretty much a full-time job for one person. Yeah, it certainly sounds like it. So do you know what the, say, for example, the customer lifetime value of a growth marketing conference attendee is? It's a really good question. We're actually working on identifying it. And the reason why it's really hard to identify is because um, a lot of our hardcore fans, so to speak, they still unable to attend every single event. So even though they really want to, and uh, this is recently we had that conversation in the event uh, marketing group among the organizers that retention is a really big issue year after year. But it's very often not the event organized. It's beyond the control of event organizers because there are so many priorities that um, people have in their lives. And attending events is um, definitely doesn't rank super high on the very top. That's why it's really hard to calculate that value. But the way we uh, decided that we will look at it within five years, right? Or like probably right now for us within three years, we're going to analyze uh, how many people attended um, how many events and based on that come up with the formula of the lifetime value of the, of the customer. But one of the things that we track in, which is more important for us, is the average uh, price for the tickets sold year after year because uh, originally when we started it was about $300 and then every year we would um, try to give away less of the complimentary passes and sell more passes to make sure that the value goes up obviously given that we bring in higher caliber speakers the content is getting better so in networking opportunities so the metric that we really track is the average uh, ticket price value for the paid attendees year after year. That's great. Thank you for the uh, you, the insight into your North Star. <laughs> um, so what do you do when you're not doing a growth marketing conference? Uh, you know, I, I, I know that you have other, other business interests, um, anything that, that you can talk about. And I'm just wondering how you, you, you manage um, with running the conference uh, and then mixing that with other things because I imagine, you know, around the period of a conference, you don't have time for anything else. <laughs> It'd just be all encompassing. Yeah, so I'm a strong believer that everything, if you have one business, any other side projects or anything else, you know, need to be sort of connected to it besides, of course, your life hobbies and um you know, I, I like to recharge. I During the weekend, um, I like to take a Saturday off. I try to do it every week. And uh, Sunday is my planning day. So this is a, a really important one. But if I 
uh, what, something that I believe when it comes to being a part of other projects is everything has to be connected to your main project, which is for me, growth marketing conference. So I attend a lot of events. I, um, travel quite a bit, but, uh, every single time, um, when I attend another conference, the goal is to meet some interesting people that, uh, can help, uh, contribute and, um, add value to, uh, to our community overall. So, I, I love traveling. I love meeting people. I love uh, helping people in the events industry to find the right people that I already know, build successful partnerships. That's something that I'm very passionate about. Um, and uh, I guess in my spare time, I just like to spend time with my wife. And uh, yeah, we, we live in Bay Area. I love wine. So I like to <laughs> travel to Napa Valley which is, this is the plan for a weekend to a little bit recharge. And uh, yeah, that's uh, sort of something that gives me that uh, mental uh, reset uh, to uh, keep going and uh, work on the conferences. But yeah, you rightfully mentioned that it's a lot of work just running that big event. It's definitely more than a full-time job. Yeah, I think I read somewhere that being a, an event marketer is one of the most stressful jobs in the world. I think even more of event planner, but definitely event marketer too. But yeah, so my team, um, I'm so fortunate to have a very strong team uh, that takes care of the logistics, which is the most stressful part. Um, and uh, yeah, definitely events are very stressful. So if uh, anyone's watching or listening to this and... Uh, They've, they've got questions about event marketing. You're, you're happy to, to give them uh, answers? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Feel free to reach out to me. Um, I love talking about events. This is my favorite topic. And um, I also advise a couple of companies in event space who build in the technology and communities. And, but I'm, I'm happy to, uh, to just help and have a conversation, um, especially for those who are... Um, would like to take a leap and start their own event because I feel I, my message is I would like to encourage everyone to, to start an event. Um, it might seem intimidating in the very beginning, but that's how podcasts started right now. Almost everyone is doing a podcast, right? Yeah. So I don't see any reason why in five years from now, everybody will be doing an event <laughs> and um, engage their community in, uh, yeah, we host cocktail parties, birthday parties. Why don't you host an event for um, your customers, your um, community members? And everybody should be doing it, in my opinion. Vassal, thank you very much. That's, uh, that's a, a great insight. I think I'm going to uh, take your words of wisdom uh, and uh, host a, a customer event. Absolutely. Uh, you should host an event for your listeners. Oh, yeah, yeah. and for customers. Yeah. Um, so good luck uh, with Growth Marketing Conference in Toronto. Unfortunately, I cannot make it because it clashes with something else. I was hoping to go, but it's a commitment I can't get out of. Um, uh, but I will see you again face to face in December in San Francisco. Excellent. Thank you so much, Paul. And I appreciate you having me on the show. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Vassal. For more info on Growth Marketing Conference, please visit growthmarketingconf.com.
For more info about this show and to get our links to iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher and YouTube, check out www.47insights.com. And if you have any SaaS marketing insights that you'd like to share on the show, please get in touch. Until next time.